Welcome to the Erasmus Foundation podcast. My name is Paul Nugent. Are you looking for answers to life and its meaning? Then this may well be the very podcast you need to listen to. In a series of podcasts, we are going to look at the difficult questions of life and apply spiritual knowledge to find out the answers. Hello. Today we are going to look at a little phrase, which is the pace of life. Mostly we tend to think of pace of life as how hard we work, how quickly we work, the effects of life upon us. Today we're going to talk about how this can change, how this should improve, and what effect this will have on our lives in the future. With me today is Corinne. Patrick and Julia, and we're going to start with Patrick. And all I want to say to you, Patrick, is what is the pace of life? Yeah, hi, Paul. I think, as you touched on, it's down to us that we have increased the pace of life currently on Earth by every conceivable measure. And one thing that I certainly believe to be true is that like a like a motor car being driven at 100 miles an hour over a long period of time, it will last for so long, but it is unsustainable. And that, that applies to us as a human race, and I think that certainly applies to us as, as individuals. We've tried to cram too much in, we've tried to do too much in too short a space of time. Life has a habit of making us slow down and stop sometimes, and that may not be something that we might choose, but life in general and nature and the natural law is a lot wiser than ourselves as individuals. And I think that the lockdown during COVID a couple of years ago was something like that that came along to make people forcibly stop their lifestyles, made people slow down and stop and think. Because when you're moving very fast, very quickly, sometimes you don't, particularly have time to think too deeply about what you're actually doing or where you're going. And that lockdown period, you you heard a lot of people talking about people rethinking their life, giving people a reason to stop and reevaluate the pace of life, what it was doing to them, and were they actually achieving what they really wanted to and were, were people being fulfilled from the pace of life they were living thank you Corinne so as Pat was saying you know we are trying to cram a lot into our life our jobs are full of busy days where the employer expects more and more for less and less every day and people suffering from stress and going home and 
you know, eating the wrong kinds of foods because they haven't got time to cook properly and all these things. Well, uh, yes, Paul, exactly. This, this period of time is really a time of speed and everything is, is going fast. Now, you mentioned the employers who want the most they can from the people working for them certainly by greed. They want these people to perform a lot of tasks. They want them to produce a lot of goods in a minimum of time. And when returning home, especially parents, they have what sometimes is called the second working day with all the tasks to be performed at home. And, and this is linked to this materialistic civilization we are living in and in this this end of the fifth civilization with the new technologies uh, everything is even going faster now this is having very bad effect on the people's health and it can sometimes even involve some mental disease. In living this way, mankind is not attuned with the natural law. Now, in the natural law, the pace of life is, I could say, is, is gentle, is comfortable. And if man was living in tune with the natural law, people should not be tired at the end of the day. I remember spirit telling us before, when I was attending meetings in London, I believe, or in Suffolk, spirit or even Padina told us that, well, apart if we are being ill or something really special, but generally speaking, if we are being tired, it means that there is something wrong. It means that perhaps we do not apply ourselves the right way or perhaps we are not in the right direction. So we need to think about this, but perhaps for all society, because all these diseases are showing that there is something wrong in the way most people are living their lives. So, yes, there is another way of living, but not if people want to make a lot of money, not if they want to have a lot of materialistic goods around them. And really, it is what should be changed. We could have another approach with our way of living to be in tune with the natural pace of life. Thank you, Corinne. Now, Julia, like everything else, the natural law contains all that we need and it has its own pulse doesn't it mm, yes so would you like to tell us a little bit about that and how we should take more notice of that pulse well i think we could take more notice of the pulse if we had our spirit a little more, bit more to the foreground i think this is what is missing at the moment the spirit has been overcast, suffocated almost, 
by the physical world, as Patrick and Corrine have, have illustrated. So I think it is very important that, you know, we are two when we're on the earth. We are a physical being and we are also a spirit within that physical being. And the balance should be the two working together and then identifying with the great mind, which would then identify naturally with the natural law. So I think until the physical and material world is out of the way, which we do believe will happen with a financial crash, I think until that happens, I think perhaps the spirit won't surface too much. It is with some people. There's a spiritual awakening, which is great. But I think with the spiritual aspect of ourselves more um, a part of our lives, we will naturally um, want to be more in nature. Uh, We will naturally be more calm and peaceful. And perhaps we will turn to nature as well to help us with any difficulties and problems. So I think that the two are very much linked. And I think it is the spirit that is missing at the moment that could create a pace of life that is how we should be living on the earth. I think also um, it has been touched on about thinking and about thought, because the way we communicate is also a very fast pace. People don't think enough before they speak, before they write things such as emails, before they communicate with each other, friends, family, and this causes a lot of stress and Um, upset and upheaval and maybe ruins friendships and relationships. So it's all part of the whole physical material world that we are in. And I think if we can surface our spirit more, uh, perhaps try some meditation on a regular basis, everything will naturally slow down and our communications will improve. Uh, We should communicate always graciously. And I think the pace and noise of of the world doesn't make that easy. So I think the natural law will naturally come into our lives and the rhythm of the natural law will naturally come within our lives when we have surfaced our spiritual side more. Okay, thank you, Julia. Pat has been said many times before that we haven't got enough time to do what we need to do in a day. There's not enough time. And yet, Spirit would say, there's no such thing as time. All time is now. So, what would you like to say on the matter of of time in in our world to do what we need to do? And and maybe what we don't need to do, we should ignore. Well, that's a very good point, Paul, because as you were speaking, the word that came to my mind was priorities or how we prioritize, how we spend our time. Now, I can speak for myself only on on this matter because I know there are lots of people who do live, let's say, full lives, if if we want to say busy lives, but full lives and do very good work in, in different fields, whatever they're doing but i know for myself i i have in one way or another prioritized my time 10 areas that i i i shouldn't have bothered with really and um 
when I've made better decisions, I have realized when I was making better choices that I appeared to have more time. I was moving through life more quietly and I just found that I had more time and that something that I wanted to do and then I prioritized over something more frivolous, I had time to do it and the time was always there. It was as and when it was needed. And another thought that I had on thinking about around this subject and the way I have been is when you talk about people almost living life on a treadmill, running all the time, never stopping, I have come to the conclusion that the, the question to ask, because I certainly asked it of myself, was what are they running towards? Or more importantly, what, what are they running away from? Because in one sense, when you keep yourself constantly on the move, physically and metaphorically, mentally, the brain and everything, always moving, always always busy, no, no, no quiet time, no the vibrations at 100 miles an hour. Sometimes, and I know it was with myself, that I was actually trying to get away from myself. It was because I wasn't happy with who I was and I was at unrest with myself. I didn't want to sit in quiet and face myself, face what I had to face to understand myself. And I was lacking a touch of courage to look myself in the mirror and say, yes, those things need to be addressed. And yes, on the other hand, there are positives there that you can work with. And to accept all those things and do the work, as we have spoken about getting to know yourself and all those good things that Padina and Spirit have talked about. And on one, on one level, that's what I was doing at my 100-mile-an-hour uh, mode was running away from that. Makes perfect sense, Pat. I've been there myself, and I'm sure many people have, and know exactly what you mean. It takes a moment of time to be quiet before you can even start doing this self-analysis that you speak about that is so important and essential in our living our life on Earth. We need to do this to know who we are. And when we're happier with who we are, we can make better choices. What do you think about that, Corinne? I am believing that meditation is helping a great deal with this because we look at ourselves in truth and and we start to know ourselves better and then we we accept we start to accept us as we are and we then start to feel more comfortable with ourselves and this eventually can bring some peace and peace and quiet is is very important for a person to be in in balance also meditation helps to identify with the natural pace of of life 
So it is as a wheel that is turning in, in the right way. And one thing is helping the other to go in, in a better direction. And while you feel better, you are more at peace, then you adopt a better pace of life. You can then have a routine. Personally, I like to do my meditation in the morning. It is, it is a routine. And it is a bit funny because we have changed our time last Sunday, as, as we have done in England, to summertime. And I can see the cat is a bit uh, disturbed in, in his routine in the morning. For one or two weeks, we both need to, to adapt for people as well, having a good routine to get up uh, not too late at the same time every day, to have the meals at the same time, to have some activities as a routine. It is security and it allows uh, the brain as well to be free and the brain can be more efficient in the way of thinking and applying oneself in the daily life, good for the health, good physically, and it is good as well for the spiritual self because when the brain is quiet, the, the mind can impress better and it can help to have a more fulfilled life. The event may occur that will make us need to adapt. And then we will search for spiritual strength to adapt to new circumstances and then perhaps adapt a, a new routine. Thank you, Corinne. Now, what we've said so far, to get a more balanced life, it is important to tune ourselves in to the natural law. And... Without that pulse of life that we need to follow and attune ourselves with, our lives are going to be haphazard and stressful. Do you agree with that, Julian? Yes, I do. I mean, when I think of my my life, it has been fast-paced, um, many times doing things without thinking, but in the early days and for quite some time in my life, I didn't really know myself very well, as Patrick's touched on. Getting to know yourself is, is so important. But I think as I did get a better understanding of myself through experience, and, you know, this world is not an easy world to live in at the moment. Part of the problem is the subject we're talking about, the fast pace of life. But as I got a little bit more confident and understood myself and really what I felt I could do and wanted to do, it almost released me to be a little bit more um, attentive. And I noticed things more around me that I hadn't noticed before. A lot of that was to do with nature. I mean, I spent most of my life in the countryside, but I, I realized I hadn't been perhaps observant as much as I was then becoming. And also the same could be said about people around me. I think I was a little bit more thoughtful. I, th I, I would hope I, I am now than I used to be. So I think it's very much been a journey, which I'm sure it is for many people in the world at the moment, of bringing a certain balance 
into your life by surfacing the spirit, as I said earlier, because from your spirit is where all the content of yourself is from all your past. The clarity of thought could come from your spirit to help you and the sensitivity really to the natural law and to nature and to those around you. You, You're just going to automatically and naturally um, live in in a better way. And I think also what comes along with all of this development, if you like, is a, a more peaceful feeling within yourself. And that is so important to take you from day to day. Um, some days you're going to be a little busier. You might feel a bit tired at the end of your day. But if you've found a certain balance within yourself and uh, you've found a certain purpose to your life, then that peace will always be with you. And I think that helps you approach each day. And also it helps you to adapt as well, because as we know, we have plans sometimes to what we might do in a day. But invariably, at times, something happens and you have to adapt. So I think all of this helps us to live our day in a better way a more peaceful way and and a a better pace really and so mentally we are stronger and hopefully with all of this we help others as well excellent okay now we're coming to the end of our podcast now would someone like to conclude this for us and bring this all together i would like to speak, if I may. You certainly may. Thank you, Bedina. Greetings. Greetings. Now, there are two things I wish to add to this. One is that within the earth, mankind is subject to the flaws of the earth. And it is not necessary to examine all of these. There are seven. But one which is very strong and impacts upon your world very strongly at this time. And that is greed. Man is over greedy. And the one way this is evident is that man can be greedy for life. Hearing you speak this evening, some of you have touched on this, how busy one's life can be. And of course, in your modern age, it requires that man fulfills his responsibilities, sometimes at an unhealthy, unrealistic pace of life, which is wrong. But at the same time, man should be aware of being greedy for life, to regulate his life according to how it should be, to consider an important effort 
and focus on activities which are not always necessary. So that is one item I wanted to mention. And being greedy for life brings me onto a very important issue. It can help to cause or be at the root of some mental imbalance. Now, further to this, there is a pulse of life within the universe. And man should be living according to the pulse of life, contained within the natural law. And if man does not work to this in sympathy with the pulse of life, then he can be developing mental imbalance, instability, and your world is acutely out of balance. It is sick. It is dying. But it will not die because there are measures in place to ensure that your world does survive. Now, all I want to say is that living according to the pulse of life, in tune with the natural law, considering all things within the natural law, man will bring himself back into balance and in doing so, bring his world back to health. With all this pace, which is out of balance, your pace of life within the earth, it is unhealthy, it is damaging, and it is incorrect. Thank you, Padina. And thank you, everyone else. It's uh, been very, very informative. Thank you very much. The Erasmus Foundation is a spiritual teaching and healing foundation based in Laxfield, Suffolk, in the United Kingdom. We have a webpage, www.erasmus-foundation.org. If you would like to be a guest on our podcast or indeed have further questions for us, then please contact me on paul at erasmus-foundation.org and we'll do our best to accommodate you. Thank you very much for listening.